Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney here. Uh, we've got the pleasure of bringing uh, Mr. Casey Gray in here. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good. I appreciate you joining us all the way up from Ottawa. Uh, he has got a couple different businesses going on. Um, he's a builder. He's got a podcast, a real estate investor, highly recommended. A uh, gentleman who lives his life intentionally, which is what I'm all about. So Casey, you can start where you want to and you kind of tell our audience about what you do and who you are and we'll get rolling from there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess a little bit of my background, my, I guess, main career, if you want to call it that is construction. Uh, I started in construction at a young age. I went through school thinking I was going to become an engineer and then realized that engineers don't really build things. <laughs> so at uh, 16, I'm like, oh, there's something called carpentry and apprenticeships. And that kind of kicked off, you know, by my, my High school grades dropped, but my construction grade went up. And from there, I just kind of went into construction because uh, that's what I was good at. Ultimately, no one in my family was really in construction. I just had uh, an act for it and, you know, always loved building things even when I was a kid. So I went into that, worked for somebody for almost seven years and went off on my own and kind of been evolving ever since. And my main business at this point is the Conscious Builder, which you mentioned, you know, podcast and YouTube channel, uh, where we're focusing a lot on conscious building, which really is just a state of being aware, right? So the way everything that I focus on now is really education. Yes, we are building and doing renovations, but I see our main role as educating people so that they can make conscious decisions when it comes to building and renovating their homes. And obviously, this is more of a, a lifestyle for myself and my wife. Uh, and, uh, it's, like I said, we've been evolving for quite a few years now. And that's great. And I love that part of about it because you've made your mission is bigger than the, the almighty dollar. Right. And when you can teach people, um, kind of how to do it and stuff like that, I've cracked open a couple of 1900 year old homes and it's, it's not easy, <laughs> uh, to, to, to find the, the matching materials or find the sustainability in that product. But, but basically what you're doing is, I would essence that you're almost romantic about bringing some of these buildings back to life, right? And that's kind of the joy of it. Yeah, well, so everything, like I don't swing the hammer at this point very often anymore. Like, we have a crew, we have an awesome team that does that. So I'm more focused on the the education side of things. Uh, but the like what we stand for is really about health, comfort, and efficiency, right? So we all need a healthy, comfortable, and efficient home to live in, I believe. Uh, and we know a lot more now than we did even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right? The house that I'm living in right now, I didn't build this home, uh, but it's 20 years old. There's a lot of things that we, well, that I know that I was doing when I started to learn at that point. Um, but now I know better, right? And that, and that's the first thing is that's, it's just, we just need to, we'll do better if we know better. And, and sometimes we just don't know because maybe we're not interested in it, right? Most people don't know about how to build a house properly because that's not their interest. I get it, right? That's why there's companies like ours that will 
be there to help you, right? I don't know a lot about a lot of other things, right? I'm, I'm not going to go learn about uh, being becoming an esthetician, for example. I'm just not interested in it, right? But there's people out there who will teach you how to do that if you if that's what you want to do, and you just have to keep going and you and you find somebody you trust and you and you learn from them and coaches and mentors. We were talking about mentors before we came on here, right? So it's about learning from people who do it better. And actually, one analogy I like to use is we're basically, we're a general contractor, right? If you wanted to boil it down, we're a general contractor. We're just specialized in in the type of projects that we do. But when my wife and I got married, uh, I said, I don't plan on getting married again. I don't need to learn how to how to plan a wedding. I'm not interested in planning a wedding. Let's hire a wedding planner. (laughs) I looked at the wedding planner as a general contractor for weddings. And I'm like, they've done way more weddings than I'm ever going to do in my life. Let's pull on their knowledge and pay them for their experience. And it ended up being the greatest day of our life. Am I saying that renovations and building a new homes is is simple and like a wedding? No, but (laughs) we make it a lot easier, right? And And the process will be a lot smoother. No, this is perfect. So I thought we were going to wait to get into personal development and leadership. We're not because that's my favorite topic. I don't even talk real estate <laughs> most of the time with my mentors or anything. What you're, what you're, what you're talking about there is, is on such a bigger level. And it wasn't until I learned this skill because I am a people networker. It's what I do. I know, you know, I just know that's what I do. I fly around the country. I meet real estate investors. And then I was like, I don't want to look at a spreadsheet. <laughs> I just can't do it. It's not my personality. So let's drill down on that topic of like staying in your lane because everybody gets the shiny object syndrome. So when you stay in your lane and you focus on what you do, doesn't it allow yourself as a builder, as what you do as a CEO of your company to operate at the highest form of who you are. And I think that's what really everybody's looking for. Yeah. So you're breaking up a little bit there, but, uh, from what I understand, you're, you're talking about, uh, essentially focusing on what you're good at and finding somebody else to do the rest. Yes, sir. Is that, is yeah. that the gist of it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm a firm believer in that. And that's the thing, right? It's easy to say hard to do, right? Especially when money is involved, right? Like as when I started my business over 10 years ago now, I, you have to do everything, right? You just, that's the only way to get things off the ground, unless you have a ton of money that you've already made somewhere else that you're going to use to invest in your company, as opposed to maybe bootstrapping it, like what most companies do, especially in construction, right? So most contractors who go out on their own are just really good at what they do. And they say, oh, I can do better uh, than, you know, I can make more money or I can do a better job than where I'm working right now. So they go off and they start their own business, but then they realize that there's a heck of a lot more to it than just swinging a hammer, right? There's there's a whole other world out there uh, that they did not know about, uh, which to some extent I knew about. I would, I was not know the the intricacies of it. Uh, and I kind of just threw myself into it, but I always knew that I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to kind of be in control. I didn't know why at the time, uh, but I knew that that's the direction I was going probably because I was my mom grow her own business when I was younger with my stepdad and the, yes, they worked a lot of hours, but they had their freedom to do whatever they wanted. Right. So, uh, to, to some extent, right. Sometimes we start these businesses and they just end up being prisons. (laughs) But, uh, if you learn from your mistakes and you, and you stay focused on your purpose, you get beyond those tough times. And eventually like most 
people who are successful, you know, everybody's an overnight success, 20 years in the making sort of thing, right? So uh, it doesn't happen overnight uh, and you need to stay, stay focused. And as you grow, then you can start filling in the gaps, right? If you know uh, you're good, like even after 10 years, we are finally looking for somebody to fill that sales position. Like I've been doing that position uh, partly because I feel like I've had to do it, right? Because uh, just being who I am and the types of projects that we're doing. But now what's allowed us to now start looking for that is that we have better systems in, in place for the business, which I have somebody help me create, which is my brother, Chad, right? So he's been helping us with an engineering background. He's a systems and processes guy. So he's been helping us put these systems and processes in place. And him and I have been troubleshooting and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Uh, And then now we're at a point where, okay, we can actually have somebody fill this position because they don't have to do everything that I was doing before because we've kind of divided that, right, amongst other people. Um, But it's it's been a long time in the making. (laughs) No. I love it. I I feel like this is almost my therapy session a little bit too, because I've had a lot of failures in business, but I think every time that you learn, you're, 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 you're moving forward. And that's, what's great is like, you're telling me like it's been 10 years and we're, we're still, (laughs) we're still figuring it out. We're still putting it together. And that gives me hope because isn't it the truth that, you know, let's say you get 15 years in, you're like, Oh my God, your company's amazing. Like you must've done it in six months. And you're like, no, it's, it's been 15 years. And, and, and so I think you get in things and you, you think it's one way, but, but, but you know, the systems are really what sets you up in order to leverage yourself out. And that's what we were talking about before we got on is kind of, so you and your wife could do a little traveling, you know, it, why don't you talk about what what Casey looked like now and then what you looked in the first two years, kind of like if you had to compare, like if you could go back and tell the, the second year version of yourself into your company, what would you tell that, that gentleman? I have to think back. I don't that's the thing. So like, I don't know if I'd give myself advice because I think part of like, there's all sorts of advice out there, right? There's no shortage like this podcast, this is advice. Um, but I think, I wouldn't change anything that I did, although I wouldn't wish some of the things that I had to go through upon anybody. Um, I wouldn't change anything either because it's made me who I am today, right? So I don't regret anything. I don't wish I didn't experience something. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't wish it on other people necessarily. Uh, like I was in a lawsuit for four years, uh, which was not fun. Uh, and it was all like we were building a house at the same time, going through a lawsuit, just had a baby. All of this stuff was happening at the same time. I didn't have the right systems and processes in place, right? And I look back on it, and I'm like, well, freak, how did I get through that, right? Now we're smarter, we're better, we avoid certain situations, we, we, we learned from that, right? But I, if I didn't go through that, everything I deal with today would probably seem like a bigger deal. Now I've went through all that stuff, I'm like, oh, everything else is a piece of cake, <laughs> right? So um, I don't know if I would necessarily give myself uh, different advice. I guess I can, if you want me to paint a picture of who like back then, uh, like I said, I've just, the word is evolved. Like I've just evolved as we've learned through that. Right. So when I started and even two years in, I was still swinging the hammer. Right. So when I start the business, I hire on a couple friends because what else do you do when you're in your early twenties and you need help, right? You just say, Hey, who can help me? I'll pay you. And you're, you're kind of doing everything. You're doing the sales, you're doing the work on site, you're managing the subcontractors, you're doing all that. Uh, and then eventually we got busier. I was doing more and more office work. And then eventually I put on 
quite a bit of weight <laughs> because I wasn't swinging the hammer as much, didn't change my eating habits. Um, but then where everything really started to change for us was probably around that two-year mark, actually, is my wife and I went to a Tony Robbins event. And that completely changed our lives because it changed our thinking. And from there, we were more committed to personal development. And the best investment anybody can make, and you know this at this point, is in yourself, right? Doesn't like I've spent thousands of dollars on personal development and training courses and, and way more than I would have spent if I went to universities, put it that way. Because uh, I didn't go to university. I did the apprentice, I went the apprenticeship route, right? And did my, uh, became a licensed carpenter. But I spent way more on other education than anybody, than a lot of people spend uh, in university just because that's the best investment that I think we can make that now, 10 years later, is finally starting to pay, you know, actual money, but it has been paying me through my personal development through all these years. This is perfect. You transitioned the podcast right to my sweet spot, which is mindset and changing. I, my, I myself lost 50 pounds uh, in the last like year and a half. And when you went to that first event, was it like it was it like they yanked up the curtain and you were like, oh, my God, there's this whole other world. And that's the way I felt when I joined my first mastermind. I was like, oh, there's like these crazy people that love this stuff and this is like a mindset thing and you're you're changing your group and i would imagine that was a huge shift in your business but also more personally i think just kind of becoming the best version of yourself oh yeah for sure it changed everything like if you look at a picture my wife and i have a picture of uh of us at that event like my face i'm just bigger like uh I, I was, it was actually 50 pounds, but I ended up losing 50 pounds. I didn't add any more exercise. All I did was change the way I eat. And that was everything. My wife and I quit drinking for five years. We've since, you know, we never had a drinking problem or anything like that, but we just said, why we do it? Let's just see if we can do it. It ended up being about five years where we just didn't have a drink. And then since then, you know, we have drinks on the weekend here and there now, but, um, everything we kind of drank the kool-aid so to speak and came back and uh we were you know just you know verbal diarrhea trying to push it then you realize that you can't push it on people you have to let people find their own mm -hmm. journey and we did all that right uh but uh what the biggest takeaway from that was that your environment is way more powerful way more powerful than your willpower right and that environment isn't just an environment like the event that we went to but it's every day environment the people you hang out with the stuff that you watch on if you watch the news the stuff that you read on the internet social media like all of that stuff the people you surround yourself with those are all that's all your environment right and i used to joke about this I remember one of the guy carpenters I learned from, he said, oh, it's not my fault. I'm a product of my environment. And I remember thinking like I was pretty young at that point. I just thought it was funny. But now that's so true. We are all, whether we realize it or not, we're products of our environment. So what we have the power to do is to choose which environment we want to put ourselves in, right? So if you want to become someone or something, you have to put yourself in situations that will force you to become that way because that's way more easier than just trying to willpower yourself into it. Because if you're pull yourself back into this other environment, uh, I'm sure you can talk about that with your background, right? You're, you're just going to continue down that road because that's the environment and those are the people you're surrounding yourself with, right? Look at the average people you hang out with. What kind of cars do they drive? You're probably driving something similar. What kind of house do you live? You probably live in a similar house, right? Where do you, it, it's, th those are all similarities. And if, <laughs> what do you realize that you'd be like, oh, okay, well maybe I need to change something, right? And the, the choice that you can make at that point is, is is a lot easier to do when to, to to piggyback off that topic when you 
quit drinking, right? They think it's the, the, the stop the drinking that's the hard part. That's not the hard part. It's being around the people that know you as the drunk guy. And they're like, whoa, hold on. Who the hell do you think you are? Do you, like, I can't tell you how many messages I get. They're like, who the fuck do you think you are now? Like, you're better than us now? Like, screw you. And that's what people don't understand. That takes an internal willpower to, to, to remove yourself and, and step into a different environment. And when I got into M1 and then I met people like Matty A and like, uh, you know, all these guys, and they just don't give you an inch, right? And they're like, hey, that doesn't fly with me. Sorry, the BS doesn't work here. And they don't let you slide. And do you have it? like water finds its level. You don't have a choice but to step up your game and you just constantly like are evolving. And I think that's what we're looking for because we don't, like I look at these 21 year olds and I'm sure you do now because you were young when you started your business. I look at them and I go, guys, you have like 65 years. Like it's a long time, right? Like you don't have to know today. I read a report the other day that the new generation will be in 18 careers before they die. 18 careers. Oh, really? That is ridiculous. So like, I'm going to stop, stop hiring the young guys. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like everybody, I do a rant on this. Everybody lives in absolutes, right? But you, but you can't. You have to show up every day and, and live in your core values and who you are. And so when you started diving into the Tony, Tony Robbins and you started changing, I would imagine that you met some great people at the event. I would imagine that the environment that you're speaking of changed and and that just it was an uh, was an entire life switch, right? And then so you start peeling back the onion, of you start losing the weight, right? And you start peeling back the onion. The mindset gets better. How do you keep the mindset so clear? And I'm not saying it's like this every day, but growing a business, having a baby, being married, like how do you keep all that? What do you tell yourself on a daily basis? Do you stick to a ritual, a morning routine? Like what is your kind of game plan? Yeah. Well, I try to create uh, those habits that are beneficial, right? You you mentioned that before you hit record, I think, where, you know, we all, I think somebody had told you we all have five main habits, right? So be conscious of those habits. But uh, I've kind of, like my routine changed a little bit, but for the most part, there's been a lot of things that continue to support me along the way. But number one is by far my wife, right? I, I always say behind every great man is a greater woman. I firmly believe in that. Uh, my wife and I have been together I was 19, yeah, so 15, going on 16 years at this point. Uh, I was 19 when we met. And uh, yeah, we've kind of been, you know, we've been through our ups and downs as a relationship too, right? But but I know that, and she knows too, that we're, we are, like, we're a team. We're working together. She makes me a better person, although it drives me nuts sometimes in the way that she does it, which we've had conversations about. I know that she wants the best for everyone and she knows that I want the best and I'm working my butt off to give her the best and our son the best uh, and so forth. Right. So I think having that support, number one is, is top priority uh, doing it without, like I've, I've heard of people, I've seen people met people who weren't in healthy relationships. I can't imagine just having that added stress on top of everything else that's happening or that happens when you're trying to grow a business and so forth. Right. So, uh, that's probably the hardest thing. If you're in a bad relationship to fix it, probably the hardest thing, but the number one thing I think anybody would need to figure out, uh, first, because you're not, your career is not going to excel if your relationship is, you know, in the dumps and, 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 um, cause when you're, 
when your career doesn't go as well, right, you need somebody there to support you to not necessarily pick you up, but to remind you of who you are and uh, what you're out there and what you're uh, out there to do and what you're capable of doing. Um, so I think that that's number one. Um, but beyond that, I guess habits and rituals that I've done, like I've started meditating uh, probably around the Tony Robbins event time uh, regularly. So that's been a huge help. It's kind of like the, the best analogy I would have heard is like, if you think of your mind of like a lake, right? And every thought is a ripple or a wave. Uh, meditation smooths out that water so that you can see the, see the bottom, right? So that to me, when I do that, I just... I function better. I think better. I communicate better. Uh, I sleep better. All that, that's one tool that I can continuously fall back on. Another quote that I, that's always stuck with me. I don't remember where I heard it, but it's, uh, men's problems stem from the fact that they're unable to sit in a dark room quietly for an extended period of time, something along those lines, right? Which I, which I also believe in because try to sit with your thoughts, uh, with nothing else happening and see what happens, right? And the, the meditation is that practice of of not necessarily getting rid of thinking because that's what our mind's designed to do. It's, it's to think. It's to realize that we are not our thoughts, right? The thoughts that we have, I guarantee you, you and I have had the same thoughts millions of times before, right? Um, and that goes for everybody around the world. Like we, it's the same thoughts People get anxious and scared and, and fearful and sad about the same things for the most part. They might be living somewhere different or dealing with something different, but it usually comes down to the same thing. And Tony Robbins talks a lot about that too. Um, so meditation has been a huge help. Uh, writing has been a huge help. I did over a year, like I wrote a, a, a daily blog. So I did over 400 blog posts, never missed a day. That was actually quite... Uh, I guess, therapeutic. <laughs> I did that last year. I, I basically started January, I think 2018. And I went through till January, February, uh, 20, or no, 2019 to 2020. Um, and that was actually really helpful, right? So just writing a journal and these aren't things, so they kind of come and go, right? Those, those types of things. And then obviously being a part of M1. So, it's I'm really conscious of the people that I have in my circle and the people that I'm, I'm kind of bad at like staying in touch with people, but <laughs> I, I kind of force myself and I get myself into these groups where, you know, I'm forced to, I was on a pod call this morning. Right. So I, I'm keeping those lines of communication up, but all the greatest things that have happened in my career and my life typically have not come because they were planned. It's because I was just out there making things happen, taking action, meeting people, and then the opportunities came up. That is the truest statement in the world. And that's the truth. I mean, um, yeah, every time I've planned on something, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out the way I thought it was going to work out. And then you do something. It's a true story. I did a speech to I Airbnb for five years. I've done it all around the country. I did a speech like uh, a year and a half ago and I got an email yesterday and she's like, I need you to talk to like all these people. And I'm like, what? That was like a year and a half ago. I don't barely remember. And she was like, no, you crushed it. And I'm like, but you just don't know. You just have to go out. And, and that's what I like the podcast for me is something I've always dreamed about because it's like my own little mastermind. I love helping people, but I have to remove myself from the ego part of it. Right. Because you're like, how many people are listening and everything? It's not about that. It's just about 
you can't control when somebody hears the message. I, my buddy uh, is in Colorado. He's a coach. He, he said something great. He said, he said the ego, the ego is trying to get done what the soul is here to do. And he said, that's where people get messed up is they, 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 they lead with ego when you're, when your true soul, your definition of who you are is so much greater than that. And, and I think that I can tell by just talking to you right now that, that, that your embodiment of who you are and what you represent runs through your company. And I would imagine that that is why, you know, you, the people do want to work with you. I would imagine that, that, that you are your brand, right. And, and your podcast and everything. And, and you have a lot going on. I mean, that's not, that's an understatement, but when you, when you get in moments where you, uh, you're like, why am I doing the podcast? Why do I have this business? I just want to travel. What do you tell yourself? Like, what is your bigger why to, to kind of keep it going? Cause some days I, you know, some days I'll have like a little bitch section about myself. Like you're not doing enough and everything. And then, um, I remember my favorite quote is, uh, nobody cares, work harder. And, uh, you know, what do you tell yourself in those moments when you're, <laughs> when, you're when you're, uh, when you're, when you're just not feeling it right. But you know, you need to step into it no matter what, because you're the CEO. Right. And that's what I have to deal with. Cause I have people that work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's so much about what do I tell myself, but what do I self? Right. So meaning that usually when you're, when you're, down or you're starting to feel stressed or overwhelmed or whatever it is, it's your mind that's then telling you that you're not doing enough or they're not doing, uh, you did this wrong, you did that wrong or whatever it may be. It's, it's, it's usually not that I'm, I need to tell myself something is that I need to stop telling myself something. And that's where the meditation would come in, right? I need to clear my mind, get those thoughts out and then reconnect with what I ultimately know is my purpose and why I've started this. Right. And as cheesy as, as it is, it's never about the destination, right? You know, you've heard that it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's like, this is the cheesiest thing ever. You've heard it a million times, but if you really think about it, it's true, right? There never is a destination because once, especially for people who are out there and go getters and they want to accomplish, accomplish, accomplish and do things is that you're never done. You're, you're just always moving towards the next target and it's about who we become along the way and in those moments when I do get stressed out or I'm thinking about something that really shouldn't I feel shouldn't be bothered bothering me uh, I guess one of the things I, I do remind myself of which usually only comes after I quiet my mind is that hey I'm human <laughs> it's I, I am just another human being having a human experience and I'm stressed out maybe I ate some crappy food and now it's bothering me, or maybe it's, uh, you know, like you were saying, it's 115 degrees outside and that's bothering me. Uh, It's just always learning about what works and what doesn't work. Uh, And it's different for everybody. So what works for me isn't going to work for you and vice versa. Uh, One thing that's helped me recently is I started to learn some about the, the Vedic lifestyles. So understanding like doshas and that sort of stuff. And there's three doshas. Uh, and one of them, uh, the Pitta, who, which I am, uh, is the fire, right? And 
they don't like heat, right? You shouldn't be eating like spicy food. Like, so I'm like that, that's all this stuff is like, I love spicy food, but that makes, that actually makes me more irritable, right? Cause it, it, it's kind of like balancing, right? So I was always of the mind that, oh, there's no such thing as balance. Balance is baloney. Uh, life is never balanced. It's more like a teeter totter, yada, yada, yada. But in the sense of balancing your personality, this actually helped me a lot. And it was uh, actually, I'm going to show the book. Dude, you're, you, you're, you're tapping me into a whole new world I didn't know about. So check out this book. Uh, I can send you one actually. Yeah, yeah. We got a bunch here. So The Business Casual Yogi by Vish. I had him on our podcast in our live. Uh, he, that he is just such a great teacher because he kind of simplifies everything and he tells good stories and he's a business. His background is business and then he found this stuff as well. And now he's helping other people because he has that, like he was a go-getter, made people cry in the office. Like he was hard, hardcore type A personality, like business personality, right? And realized that, okay, it's not working. <laughs> and so reading this is, a, I'm like, okay, there's, there's once again, it's just more tools in the toolbox, right? It just helped me understand myself more, but reminds me that, hey, I don't have it all figured out yet. I probably will never have it figured out. Uh, and uh, it's just always going to be learning and growing, right? When I'm not perfect, even in my business, our our core values are, are fun, mastery, and honor. And fun meaning like not everything is fun, but fun can be brought into everything. Uh, honor is just honor yourself, honor the people you work with, honor the environment. Uh, another word would be a respect. And then mastery to me is, is kind of more what life is about because it's not about perfection. Uh, Tony Robbins has said this too, right? It's, you know, perfect is the perfection is the lowest standard you, you can set for yourself because it's not possible. Um, but for myself, it's more about mastery. I never expect my team to be perfect. I expect mistakes to happen. I just don't want the same mistakes to happen again. Right. So if you make a mistake, okay, great. I'm fine with that. Just don't do it again. Just learn from it and move on. Right. And, and continue moving forward. And I think that's what life is about. Right. I don't regret anything that I've done in the past. Uh, and I know I'm going to make more mistakes in the future, but I'm going to continue to learn and I'm just going to continue growing and evolving. No, man. I'm so excited to read that book because I'm a fire sign too. So, and I love spicy food. So this might be an issue because <laughs> I get, I get irritable. So this is great. Uh, but I'm tapping into more of the spiritual side, uh, over the last four months. Uh, and it's really been an interesting journey because you realize how much your subconscious and your conscious is playing against you at all times, because you're hundred percent right. It's, it's all in the mind. I mean, when you can, when you can tap into the parts of you and, and keep a steady, I mean, I think that like I told myself three years ago that I won't get sick and like, I just beat it with optimism. Like even if I get sick for like a day and like, it just goes away, but I switched back to vegetarian, uh, like a two weeks ago because I just loved it so much the way I felt. And it, I don't think people pay attention to the things they're putting in their body, meaning, like you said, the environment, the food, the, the just the, the talk, right? And so like four months ago, I turned off the news, like it's not worth it. It's, you could turn it on. Now it's the same thing they're saying in March. It's not going to change. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not, <laughs> not going to miss anything. anything. Don't worry. No, you're not going <laughs> to miss a thing, right? And so you're choosing how you uh, operate in, in this world. And when you're you're hundred percent right because you're, you're never, that's the whole thing is every time you, you know, Maddie A has my favorite, one of my favorite sayings, it says, make your, make your ceiling, your new floor. 
like you're never going to get to where you're going because there's always going to be somewhere else to give right mm-hmm. and and all the time and so as you dive deeper and as you you grow as a business owner and you're moving forward and you're doing i find that i'm talking to you i see you light up when it comes to like the business is is a vehicle and you love it it's your baby but but i find that you get i can tell that you get a lot of joy in this other stuff and that's just growing as a person is in your opinion and that's all it is 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 do you view that that by digging into personal development what you eat working out and everything is that truly where if you were somebody looking to get started right they're trying to change their life is that where you would drill down on uh and and kind of hone there to be the best you know ceo or employee that you want to be and and that's going to permeate in the rest of your life yeah so i think the number one thing you need to do is to realize that you're number one, meaning that if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of other people. Right. Uh, I'm, and I'm writing about this actually in a book that I'm doing with Kevin Harrington, one of the, uh, the sharks from the shark tank. And I wrote a chapter on that and realizing that if you don't take care of yourself, your health, your mental state, whatever, whatever it may be, uh, everything else is going to follow that, uh, Business, like life, is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. You can learn how to work a spreadsheet. You can learn how to do your financials. You can learn how to swing a hammer. Uh, You can learn how to design a website. You can learn all the mechanical stuff. But if your psychology is not there and a pandemic hits, you're in big trouble. When the pandemic hit for me, I was actually in a really, I'm getting goosebumps because I was in a really good state. Those first three months were probably some of the greatest three months of my life because what it allowed me to do was focus on the business, right? I, I was able to work on the business instead of in the business because like I had a few businesses on the go, they all basically went to zero for revenue, but we were able to get through that and like things are skyrocketing now, especially on the construction side, but it was some of the best time, uh, times in my life because I was able to focus on things that I wanted to work on that with the growth stuff, the creative stuff. And I was part of me, although I don't wish, you know, bad things to happen to anybody, obviously. Um, but part of me was waiting for something like this so that I could take advantage of the opportunities that would inevitably come from this situation. Right. So some of the greatest businesses are made during times like this, right? Cause if you can thrive, in a or and survive in a time like this when things are good you're going to be flying right but you always have to remember that it's going to happen again right nobody could have predicted the pandemic but we know that something is going to happen right it it always does there's always it's a roller coaster there's there's always an up and there's always a down and and it just continues to go <laughs> so you just have to continue to prepare yourself take advantage of the season that you're in and learn from it and grow and just prepare yourself for the next season ultimately so by working on yourself and i think I love business a lot because business has forced me to become a better person, right? It's forced me to work on myself because I've realized that if I didn't work on myself, my business was going to fail. And if my business fails, then I'm not only letting myself down and my family down, but I'm also letting down all the people that were relying on me. Subcontractors, uh, employees, homeowners, whoever, everybody who was relying on that business is now being let down. So that is pressure that I... I guess, thrive on to some extent, because I, that's how I've kind of set myself up. If, if I 
put things in place where it forces me to step up, well, then I have to, because I know that I'm not going to step down. I love the the season analogy because I truly believe that where there's like times where I want to push the pedal to the max. And then there's times I have a, uh, let's, let's say self-diagnosed manic personality where I'm like 90 to nothing or there's nothing. Like when I go to Europe, we went to Europe for two year, two months. Like I just, I'm a different human. Like it's off the switch is off. I'm taking naps. I'm like, who's this person? But, but I think that you have, (laughs) I think that you have to know yourself and know what season you're in. And you're basically what I call it is I hacked myself. Like my team has a, uh, a thing of air tables where they're like, dude, stop texting me. Just like drop it in here. And it goes to a spreadsheet. But like, I have to be self-aware enough to know that, that I need that. Right. And, and, and I think that, I think self-awareness is everything and, 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 and you play to your strengths. You know, you can look at it any way you want. You can work on your weaknesses or play to your strengths. I choose to play to my strengths and just keep pushing forward. And that's why like I try to learn multifamily and, and I know enough to be dangerous, but like, I'm not going to, pour over spreadsheets like that's what phil crapper's for you know i don't need to do all that stuff you know but i think that's very important to somebody is that don't sit and dwell in the negative of who you're not but but push forward who you are and i think that you've highlighted that in your businesses and who you are and it it, it comes across on the table and i i would imagine that that was a big like you have moments of like self-reflection that are deep that to get you there right oh for sure Right. And I think that's a point, a good point of working on strengths too, is that if you work on your weaknesses, you're just going to have stronger weaknesses. So what's the point? <laughs> right. So uh, you might as well work on your, work on your strengths and find somebody else that has your weaknesses as strengths. And that's, and that's in a partner, meaning for life. And that's in a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, that's in a business partner and everything. And it wasn't until I surrounded myself with the right people around me that I was able to soar and, and, and that's so important. And, you know, do you have a, or do you have a business partner in the business or are you the CEO? Yeah. So I am CEO, but, uh, my brother has since he didn't f- found it with me, but he's since come on to help. So I have four brothers and two sisters, but <laughs> my brother, uh, Chad is one of the partners in the business now. So he's the CEO. He's kind of more on the operations side. He, like I said, he's the engineer. He's definitely more like, I'm more like, oh, let's just get this thing going. And I'm all kind of off to the races. He's like, all right, how do we make it better now? Which is perfect because that's not what I do, right? I just want to get it going and then I want to pass it off and then I want to start the next thing. So I'm more of like looking at the bigger picture. He's looking at the nitty gritty mechanical stuff of how everything's, how everything's working and making sure it's running smoothly. Am I the only one that is seeing a trend where engineers are stepping into the real estate space like crazy? <laughs> I mean, I feel, like, I feel like it's just engineer city like all of a sudden. In real estate, I don't investing, know. in business and multifamily and stuff like that. So when you're not running the company, doing the podcast, being a dad, all that stuff, what do y'all like to do for fun? Uh, what kind of gets you the recharge that you're looking for in your life to kind of reset? What does that look like for y'all? Yeah, well, anything to do with outside, really. Like even my wife and son and I just took a week off and we went up to Montremblant, which is a couple hours here. Um, and just kind of took advantage of everything they had there. It was all outdoor stuff. Um, so like mountain biking, kayaking, going to the beach, uh, hiking up the hill, down the mountain. Um, just did a whole bunch. Our little guys almost turned seven this weekend. So 
some of the stuff that we do, you know, we have to do for him, <laughs> right? So we're, we're at that, but my wife and I will be going on a little trip ourselves. We always do that as well. Uh, but I have a 77 Westphalia, which is right now being restored. Uh, but other than this year, I would usually take that, go camping, uh, kind of get out away from the computer screens and, and the go, go, go of ultimately what business and, and life has become like, right. So to kind of recharge, uh, I, I kind of, I like doing adventurous things. I haven't done as much, you know, everything, the pandemic put a little bit of a stop on that. So like skydiving, bungee, those are all things that I like to do. I just like trying new things. Right. But it's typically something that's like outdoors. <laughs> so, so I'm asking for myself because I think you could help me with this. When did you get to a point? Cause I could tell you're a type A. When did you get to a point that you allowed yourself to take that time off and actually take it? Meaning you weren't fretting about the business, you, you know, like, or maybe you still do. I don't know. I'm just asking because that's what I'm working on right now is the number one thing is like understanding that like maybe it's okay to take a full day off and not focus on business. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm still working on that myself. <laughs> I don't, I think I like, I don't stress about it. Uh, I, the biggest thing, like when I was away, for example, the week, I didn't check my email. So that was one thing I told my team, I said, you can get a hold of me, but I'm not checking my email. So I did take care of some messages that came in through Slack and stuff like that, just to make sure things were going along. Cause I hate to be the bottleneck. I want to make sure people have what they, what they need to continue. Right. So my goal right now is to make sure that the company is continuing to grow and operate without me. To some extent, it still needs me. Like I said, on the sales, we're fi- fixing that position, but where I see, where I'm kind of transitioning, whereas I'm not necessarily there for the customers as much as, as much as I am there for the team right? To support them so that they can support the customers. Um, so to me, that's not like, it's not stressful, right? I don't mind checking my message. I actually kind of feel better about waking up, taking care of a couple things, whether it's work or personal, just something. I just, I feel like I need to check something off my list. Mm-hmm. That just makes me feel better, yeah. right? So it's harder for me to just go somewhere and just completely shut off because Usually I have done it before, but it takes a few days by the time you finally re- realize, okay, I can leave that, um, which I think is good and we all need it. But uh, right now where I'm at, I've realized that doing a little bit in the morning or just checking some things off my list clears my head so that I can then be present with whoever I'm with, whether it's myself or my wife or, uh, or my son. You're not going to believe this. We were on a seven mile hike yesterday. I said the exact same thing. I said, I refuse to be the bottleneck from people working. I can't yeah. do it. Like if, if that's, if that's me holding up the thing, that's never going to happen. And, and I was holding it up with something that I needed from my assistant and it just was driving me. Like I couldn't get it off my mind. Right. Like, I, I can't And like, we're in this beautiful forest and you're just like, I can't, like I can't, he's, he's sitting there. I could just, I could picture him at his keyboard, like ready to work. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, <laughs> but that is the truth. And, and, but, but that is, being better about your systems, right? And, and yep. just getting constantly going. So how do people find out about your company? How do they find out about the podcast, all that kind of stuff like that? How do they, they track you down? Yeah, easiest thing is probably just go to my personal website. Everything's there, just caseygray.com. So C-A-S-E-Y-G-R-E-Y.com. Uh, you can also head to theconsciousbuilder.com. But if you go to my personal site, kind of that'll link to the conscious builder and then the conscious builder will link to our YouTube channel and, and our podcast and everything else that we have going on. Well, dude, I appreciate you so much for coming on, man. And I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you uh, have a wonderful day. 
Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Austin. Appreciate it. Got it, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you uh, share it to your friends, send it around, guys. And we just really appreciate you and y'all have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.